0: Number one talk station, VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basili.
2: Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. And I want to welcome each and every one of you to the show today. Uh, we've got some very, very interesting conversations we're ready to have today on the show. And so I want to welcome all of you for joining us here. We also are going to do a couple of interesting things today to get you connected. One of the things I want to do is open up the phone lines immediately. And the reason I want to do that is because um, it is so important for me to remember how I started on Voice America. And for those of you that don't know the story, uh, I started on Voice America a number of years ago, and I did it very serendipitously, I guess you could call it, uh, and I dialed the wrong phone number and got into Voice America to do my first show. Uh, there are no accidents in the universe, and as you know, I am still on Voice America doing talk radio and I love everything that we I've been doing here. And so what I wanted to do is for many of you that get to listen to my Voice America show, but don't get to listen to me on other uh on other shows that I do throughout the week. I wanted to open up the phone lines because we started out doing talk radio with interactive conversation. We started out opening up phone lines, pulling prosperity cards, doing any number of different things to connect with people to help them live life full out. And I wanted to give you all that opportunity to do the same. And so today, throughout today's show, I'm going to give you a chance to call directly in to the Voice America number or to send me an email at live, L-I-V-E, at dot com. T-H-E-D-R, PatShow.com. And a couple of the questions that I have for you are, are are these. What is the most pressing thing on your mind these days? What is it that you think about? What is it that keeps you up at night? What is it that excites you? You know, what is it in today's world that you, when you look at your life, you want to go higher, you want to ask for more, you want to help other people? And so we're going to do that throughout today's show. Also, we're going to be talking with uh Jacqueline uh Klosek who is joining us today to talk about how we can protect our customers' privacy and what that means. Are there short term financial gains in in along the way for organizations? What is really behind this latest uh connection between privacy and Declarations to protect people from terrorism. What does all of that mean? And so we'll be talking to Jacqueline about that. But right now, the question that I want to ask you is, what is the most pressing thing on your mind? And the reason that I'm asking this question, the reason that this is so important to me, is because many of you connect with me on a regular basis. Many of you listen to the show every day. And you're connecting with Other listeners. And so some of the feedback that I've gotten on the Dr. Pat show is that when people call in, when we open up those telephone lines, when we invite people to join us in the conversation, we're not only inviting people to talk about their own personal lives, but we're also enabling a powerful message to get out into the world. So we want to invite you to give us a shout at 866-472 Five seven eight seven. That's eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven, or five seven eight eight right here at Voice America, and we invite you to to call in to check in simply on what your life is about right now, how you are inspired by other people, how you are inspired by the life you live, and furthermore, how you are inspired to live a better life. And we're going to be doing that in the context of this show today, and we've got a couple of books to give away to folks that do call in because we started the Gift-A-Day program a number of years ago. And not only have we given away thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of things, right now anyone that signs up for the newsletter on my show, uh, the DrPatShow.com, if you sign up for that newsletter, one of the things that's going to happen is you're going to be put into a raffle for a $2,000 sauna. And so today is a day that um, we can step out and look at what's in front of us in our lives. The question is, are you living the best life you can? Uh, What can we do to help each other step out into the world? What can we do to raise the vibration in a way that will create such abundance and prosperity that everyone is served everyone, including the planet, including the Earth. The other day we did something very interesting. Many of you have asked if we were going to do some videotaping um, uh, and, and videotaping for the Dr. Pat show. You've seen the video, some of the videos we've done before, and our listeners absolutely love them. And so what we did the other day was quite amazing. We actually videotaped my radio show. Now, for those of you that are just tuning in or listening to me for the first time, I'm on air Monday through Fridays, and I'm on at uh, 10 to 11, uh, out of KKNW, 11.50 a.m. out of Seattle, but also broadcasting to Boston, Tampa, Cape Cod, and San Francisco. And so what we did the other day was so fun and so profound. We actually videotaped the radio show and we had a couple of folks in there, Dr. Nusheen Darvish and, and Diane Cumberland, uh, personal trainer. Dr. Darvish is a naturopath. And while videotaping the show, we happened to have one of our interns in the studio. And so before we knew it, we were looking at Vanessa, who had some back pain, being treated and healed by Dr. Darvish in the middle of the show. And so, Are we stepping into a world that presents itself with a whole new format, a whole new medium, or is this something that just is the natural evolution of how to take this message out into the world? And so I get to talk with many different people many days of the week. Right now we're doing about 11 hours of radio. And I want to ask you, what is it that you're doing to take your message out into the world. How can we help you? How can we connect? And so, as we look at our lives and we look at our worlds and we look at the things that we're doing, are we, are we actually using our talents to the best that we can use them? And so I know this is a question for me, a question I've had for quite some time. You know, is it something that's happening right now where people are stretching who they are beyond, beyond the greatest imagination. Where is the level of our con- of, the, of our consciousness? Are we living in the perfect universe? And so one of the things I like to do is I like to look at these questions, and I don't do them, you know, every day of my life. I do them at different points in time when I'm contemplating the question, contemplating what the next step is contemplating what, what my life should be about. Am I helping enough people? Are we reaching enough people? Are we doing the things that we need to do? And these are questions that I've started to ask all of our listeners. And so one of the things that I want to talk about is giving up struggle, giving up struggle, this idea about karma. And, you know, many people say that there is too much struggle coming into the metaphysical thought. You know, we often hear some people talk about truth and say, you know, I have a big fight ahead. So when you look at your life and you look at your dream, are you looking at that big fight ahead or are you looking at the outcome? And so Ernest Holmes would say, you know, this is foolish. This is untaught. How can you hope to enter in if we're always thinking about the struggle? And so when we look at the universe in our life, the command that, that is out in front of us to, to pay attention to is to stop all the struggle, to stop the struggle, to stop thinking that life is about struggle, and to create a principle that doesn't oppose your greater good. So as long as we're thinking that opposition exists, we're blocking the way for clearing the vision. So when we look at this, cause and effect, and cause and effect must be everywhere. And so do we need to pay attention to karma? Many people say this is my karma, and the question is, are we then saying that our lives are based on a predetermined set of outcomes and so it's really interesting I was handed a gift the other day it was a, it was a it was a very it was a very very wonderful gift and I was handed this gift the other day I was doing a uh, a workshop and um uh, The gift I was handed was this small little plastic bag. Maybe it was about by like one and a half inches by two and a half inches. And it was called um, the Spirit Kit. And in this kit, there were a number of items in here. And I'm going to talk about this when I come back from break. Because um, it, it is part of what we look at. Are you ready to erase your life? that is full of struggles are you ready to step in to the world that is divinely yours are you ready to look at the highest and greatest vision for your life and say yes to it along the way do you have the ability to shift any perspective you have that is less than magnificent so that you can step into the world and be in that place of unlimited possibilities that's what the dr pat show is about we have recently renewed our commitment to take this message out on radio. We are five days a week now in Australia. For those of you that are listening from Australia, you'll be able to catch us on a ZFM radio, which is broadcast to the entire continent of Australia, and we're there at 10 o'clock in the morning, five days a week, Monday through Friday. And so we will continue to take a message out to help other people because this is what I've committed to do. And so we will we will do that both here on Voice America and the other stations that that we're on. You can certainly go to thedrpatshow.com for more information. And when we return, we're going to be talking about the war on privacy, what that means, what we should be aware of, what each and every one of us senses is going on in the world, but what's the truth. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. My guest joining me today, Jacqueline Cossick, will join us. She is the author of The War on Privacy, and we'll talk about that and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
0: Talk, talk, talk.
5: Do you or a loved one have chronic pain? ABC Health Solutions introduces Ferablock, a fabric that relieves chronic pain with no side effects. Ferablock's unique construction of micro-thin stainless steel and nylon interrupts EMFs, or high-frequency waves, from damaging our cells, causing inflammation and pain. Call 253-631-8270 or visit abchealthsolutions.biz to see a short video regarding Ferablock. That's abchealthsolutions.biz. What's ahead for you or your business in 2008? Get your
6: custom roadmap for next year from internationally known astrologer Madeline Gerwick. Find out how to best focus your time and energy for the challenges and opportunities ahead. Call Madeline Gerwick at Polaris Business Guides for a personal or business consultation. Also ask about good timing for important events. Call toll free 877-524-8300. That's 877-524-8300.
5: From a place of special energy.
0: Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866 472 5788 Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. And let me just say this. I'm going to read something for you, because when I read this, I thought, oh, my gosh, this has got to be on everyone's mind. In today's globalized society, the war on terror has negatively affected privacy rights, not just in the United States, but everywhere. When privacy rights are curtailed around the world, American efforts to spread freedom and democracy are hindered. And as a consequence, Americans are less secure in the world. Ironically, the erosion of individual privacy rights here and abroad has been happening in, in the name of enhancing national security. Boy, I'll tell you, that is not only a mouthful, but it really sums up what many people are experiencing, and comes from uh, the book that I mentioned earlier, The War on Privacy. This book is, uh, is written by uh, Jacqueline Klosek. She is a senior counsel in the business law department of Goodwin Proctor, LLP, and she practices intellectual property practice uh, in this area. She's also the author of uh several other books and we'll talk about those as well the lead, the legal guide to e-business and data privacy in the information age. And so today in talking with uh Jacqueline what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at the issues of privacy, what the what the real issues are and be looking at how these issues have been uh, captured by countries across the world to use as a way to uh, close down some of the information in the information age, and actually borderline, um, you know, borderline actually looking at our rights and whether or not our rights are actually affected and restrained in some way. So, Jackie, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, and thank you for joining us here today. Thank you so much. You know, we're talking about the war on privacy, and I read, you know, something from the cover of your book, and I've got to ask you this question. This is a topic that you are obviously passionate about and have looked at in many different ways. Why is this such an important conversation right now? Um, I've been practicing
4: in this area for for about seven years now, um, and when I first got into it, a lot of people told me it would... You know, it's a good thing to do for a few years while this is kind of new and current, and then things are going to resolve and, and you know, you won't really have a future in this area of law. Um, and, you know, the reason I think it's so important now is because that, that has proven to be so false that things get increasingly more complex um, and, you know, there's more and more information being exchanged and shared across national borders, and the laws and the protections um, that are available for that information are so different from jurisdiction to jurisdiction.
2: And when we look at this, are people feeling the effect of these changes in laws? I mean, you know, I think all of us uh, understand, and we went through the issue, especially those people listening in the United States, went through the issue of of looking at nine eleven and the effect of that and the many changes that were made thereafter. And some folks actually believe that this has gone too far. Some people actually believe we haven't taken it far enough. How do we tease apart the actions that are being taken that are truly in support of our privacy versus used to, to do something that is more uh, on the surveillance end of things?
4: Right. Yeah, my biggest concern in that regard is that there hasn't been this dialogue about the issues really. Um, a lot of what has been done and what's covered in, in the book is a lot of things that I wasn't aware about until I started really digging and um a lot of the surveillance, a lot of the information gathering was done in secret and that's that's my biggest concern about it. Um, you know, if the citizens were informed that this is what we think will be necessary to protect, our, you know, our security, and this is what we're going to do. And there was some kind of dialogue and discussion about it. That would be one thing. But a lot of the information was gotten in secret, and people weren't even aware of, you know, what information was being collected.
2: You know, you, you went into this, uh, this practice of law in, in this particular area of law. And I have to ask you, um, out of all of the, the, the different areas you could have selected to practice, why was this particular area uh, attractive to you?
4: Um, After law school, well, during law school, I actually did a lot of uh, public international work uh, Uh internships at the UN and such. Um, And after law school, I went over to Belgium to study further um, international and European law. At the time, the Europeans had come out with a directive that was very protective of privacy rights. Um, and the American companies that I were dealin- was dealing with as a um, legal consultant were, you know, very concerned about how that would affect their ability to do business, to share information with Europe, and so forth. Um, so I began doing a lot of work, and at the same time, there's a lot more going on in the public information gathering side with the Schengen Accord and how um, criminal information was being shared across boundaries. Um, so I became very, very interested in and then wrote the first book about the differences between Europe and, and the EU. Um, I found it interesting because they were so, so divergent, you know, c- countries with or jurisdictions with a lot of similarities took a very, very different approach to this issue of privacy and information protection.
2: And, and you know, I, there is a question I think in a lot of people's minds, Jackie, about you know, have we gone too far? Uh, and and a sense of paranoia about all this. You know, I was reading some of the information in the book, and I was I was looking at some of the statistics that are out there right now about what people feel. I mean, there are a lot of people, and you know, I have my best friend is one of them that you know, going and buying something online is a huge decision because they don't really trust that when you put that information in online that that. Information Information is going to be private, right. and even though we read these statements on the internet that talk about the security and the privacy, the question that I would ask you is how private is private um I would say not too private <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't know why I thought you were going to say that. <laughs>
4: Um from my perspective, you know, and, and that might be fine. I mean, certain people in a certain situation, you may feel, okay, I'm happy to let um, this company know what books I buy because they can offer me promotions on other books that I might be interested in or other, you know, if I buy dancing books, maybe someone, they can share my information with someone who might, um, you know, offer me a promotion on dancing lessons. Um, that's one thing. My, you know, my biggest concern is if people are aware of what they're trading off Um, And if they wish to make that decision, that's fine. But others who wish to keep their information private should have that option.
2: Okay, so let's ask what, what I believe is one of the most obvious ways information is being collected. And yet, Jackie, there are many people that don't don't really know about this. I mean, isn't it true that every time we go into a grocery store and we pull out that little card that they give us, that there actually is a, a, a tracking that is going on of what we purchase and when we do it and how much we spend? I mean, is that something that's more common and more benign, let's say, as opposed to some of the other information that is collected on? Uh, about us that we don't even know about.
4: Yeah, it probably is. and But even there, you know, I would say if people, I think you're right, a lot of people aren't aware of that. Um, and, you know, sometimes if you use those cards, maybe you'll get a, a coupon or promotional offer for something that you've bought or, or you know, a competitor maybe for a product that you bought. And maybe you'll find that useful. But And, and I think that's fine as long as customers and consumers are made aware of that um, and can have a choice to whether to participate or not. Um, but yeah I think you're right there's just uh, you know uh, the future is I think limitless with respect to what information may be collected and what's going on now um, I was contacted recently about a patent um, that Microsoft had filed and I don't know if you saw that in the news but it was, it's for a new monitoring device that will basically monitor essentially everything you're doing at work including your respiration level your heartbeat your right. blood pressure um, you know and that when someone contacted me about it I initially thought it was a joke because it was so 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 uh, you know far far afield um, but it's just shows that the technology will keep adapting, and you know the laws and people's awareness need to keep pace with that
2: and you know you have to scratch your head for a little bit, and I, you know and, and and I know you must do this every day, so you please excuse me if I seem a little naive, but you have to I scratch my head a little bit and I think. Why does anyone want that information?
4: Right.
2: And I think that's because all of us kind of sit here and we don't really understand that sometimes there is information that is being shared from the private sector to the government. And that is something that almost takes some of these books that we've read in the past and bring them into reality. Where is the line that we draw, Jackie, between what gets kept in the private world and now what's being used uh, by the government?
4: Yeah, that that is, you know, the big, big concern of what motivated me to, to write the recent book is, um, you know, uh, myself, if I'm asked about, you know, whether my information will be shared with the online bookseller and their competitor, I, I don't really have an issue with that. But a lot of people weren't aware that when they give information to private companies, that information may be shared with the government. Um, and stuff the government wouldn't otherwise have a right to do. I mean, you know, there's no way the police or FBI have a right to knock on my door and ask, um, you know, information about what I've purchased or what flights I've I've taken without, you know, some kind of warrant or reason to do so. Um, But there was a lot of information gathering where the government was collecting information um, collected by the private sector. Um, There were lawsuits about this. JetBlue was involved with one, um, Northwest Airlines, I believe, um, you know, because their privacy policies, for example, said, well, we won't share your information. But then the government came knocking on their door without a warrant but a request to see Information and that information was shared, um, so that's really you know the book really goes into this whole um, the way the government's assembling these databases about people based upon their private sector activities and purchases
2: and that 's really that now we 're talking about the issue because this is where Jackie and I think this is you know one of the reasons that I was so struck by the book that you, that, that you 've written is that these the areas are getting grayer and grayer for me at least in terms of You know, where are my rights here as a citizen versus what the government is able to do and say? And when we come back from break, we'll talk about, you know, this whole idea of September 11th and how this has become a rationale for organizations, governments, you know, to get more and more information, how the conversation shows up about the global impact on war on terror, and how that actually translates into yes, the government can have more information. You know, Jackie, when you wrote this book, uh, and, and, and there are so many parts of this book that I fi- what I find myself doing is every time I get to some some new bit of information, I call it my best friend. I say, "Did you know?" I mean, this is this is like a "Did you know?" book because I think that for many average American people or average people around the world, we don't know this is going on.
4: Right, right. I wasn't aware until I started doing the uh the research and death.
2: I'm telling you, I'm not sure uh, how you process all of this information or what you do with it, but we'll talk uh, about that when we come back. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be back with uh, Jacqueline Klosik. We're talking about the war on privacy. This is her book. This is a must-read for all of us so that we understand what's happening. But more importantly, is there anything we can actually do about this? Stay tuned. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back.
0: Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again? 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com.
5: There is within you a power so great that you discover in the one command.
1: Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You
0: have the answers.
1: All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there. Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back
1: to The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, Call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am so thrilled to have Jackie Klosick joining me here today. The War on Privacy. And we're talking about what this means and translating it into today's today's uh, environment. And we're going to be talking about some of the things that you should be mindful of right away. But Jackie, I wanted to ask you about this this leverage, I guess, that people are are, are using. This whole idea of using nine eleven even today to sort of clamp down on people to get information and it's not just the united states it's all over the world could you share a little bit about what you discovered in writing this book
4: sure sure yeah the, the one of the motivations for writing the book is that again before 911 I was dealing with this whole issue of okay representing multinational companies and um you know based in the United States and having to deal with other jurisdictions that had privacy laws that were much much more stringent um and at the time even those those other countries were really putting pressure on the US to strengthen its privacy laws so at the time we saw things like the Graham leach bliley Act which protects your banking information and HIPAA other laws starting to come into play um in the US but still no broad um, overall privacy law. Um, and then September 11th happened, and, you know, with a number of devastating consequences on, on a number of other fronts, I also started to see, you know, in the months and years after a real, real tightening down on the, the privacy rights that were growing. Um, so not only weren't new measures and laws being enacted internationally, but existing laws were being pulled back, and government was giving, um, you know, much greater right to supersede any privacy protections that had been put into place.
2: You know, so when we look at all of this, what's the bottom line to it? I mean, what's the bottom line to uh whether or not we're going to be, ever be able to have anything to say in the future about what information gets out there and what doesn't and how it's used? I mean, are those days gone where we actually stand up and say enough is enough? Well, in the private sector, I think uh, consumers have a lot of power. We've seen,
4: um, you know, a lot of my clients and other companies that are in the news, um, they, they do tend to be more protective of privacy when required to do so by their um, consumers or users. Um, you know, there was a, a big issue with Facebook, um, and it wasn't a law that required them to kind of pull back and change their initiatives, but it was their consumer base demanding changes be made. Um, so I think, you know, people have an obligation to be educated, um, to, to read those privacy statements um, and and really understand if you have questions about it, also to call the company, question, you know, raise issues with what they're doing, understand what you might be trading up, trading um, in to get, you know, greater sales or discounts. Um, and then, you know, if you can also ask, you know, if you're, there's a bank that you do business with, a uh, retailer, um, you know, what are your policies for sharing information with the government? Do you require a warrant? Or if someone just comes asking for information, will you hand it over? Um, You know, if they're exchanging information with other companies for marketing purposes, understand what they're sharing and and how. Is it only, you know, that we have X number of users between 18 and 35 or is it, you know, Mary Jones from this address bought this book? Um, You know, so you have an obligation to ask questions and understand what's being shared um, and if you have an issue with it to, to raise those issues.
2: I mean, this is something I think that every single one of us, at least in this country, um, need to be mindful of. I mean, there are so, so many different dimensions to this, and one of the dimensions, one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about um, is this idea of surveillance. And, you know, when when Jackie, when you and I are talking about some of the data, some of the information, you know, probably there might be some people saying, oh, they've always done this. But when you step into the world of surveillance, at least for me, that makes me feel a little creepy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's true. And, I you know, the other concern is that there's this – the technology now is so, so advanced that – um, you know, while there may be a surveillance on the subway, you may say, okay, I feel safer with surveillance on the train or the subway or whatever mode of transportation I'm taking. Um, you know, that there's this ability to take databases that you know that cover camera surveillance of something, combine it with something else and something else. So there's this, you know, it's real, real um, great technological advances that have been uh, you know, increasing the robustness of data and the ability to combine and take data from one place and combine it with something else. Um And, you know, again, one of my biggest concerns is that people are not always made aware. Um, If there's a camera somewhere, you can see it, perhaps. um, But, you know, people should be made made aware of what's being collected and how it's being used in, in all fronts.
2: And, you know, someone made a comment to me the other day that, you know, and, and I don't know how true this is, but I wanted to ask you, and and it is this, that, you know, you could expect within the next five years to be a camera on every corner of every street in America. Right. And I thought, that sounds a little extreme. And then now you watch uh, some of the movies that have come out, and you see it's already happening. Right, right. Yeah, in Europe, where,
4: you know, ironically, they've been very, very protective of privacy. It's, you know... Seen as a fundamental human right, they've also been very active with surveillance. I mean, they had a bit of a longer history of you know terrorism on their front door, so to speak. But you know, in England, for example, there's just cameras everywhere. Um, other countries have also been taking this, and um, you know, in some respects, it's been it's been um, you know helping. We've seen the the train bombing, and and you know, it was able to detect who who where the perpetrators were and other inf- information through the cameras. But you know, again um people, I think, need to be aware and question what's realistic, what's reasonable um, in light of the risks that are presented.
2: What are some of the cases that you're aware of, Jackie, where uh, individual rights have truly been violated?
4: Well, there's been some situations where people have been, you know, their identity has been mistaken um, and they get put on, you know, a no-fly list or a suspect list, and it's, it's, you know, the same name and maybe similar address, but but something's incorrect, um, and then they get caught up in that, you know, morass that they can't get out of where they're automatically um, identified as a suspect individual uh, for years to come. Um, you know, we've seen that in the private sector. If your identity is is stolen on the financial side, um, there's also increasing risks for medical identity theft. Um, you know, the same can happen on the governmental side, that if you're classified as, you know, a person who's suspect or, of, um, uh, you know, one of these areas that, that you know, your life can, can essentially be ruined or at least damaged for a long
2: period of time. Uh, it, you know, it, it is I, – I can't even imagine that situation, Jackie. I mean, can you – I mean, no. can you imagine that no. situation and put yourself in this place where one day – you know you're you're just an average old uh, American running around here doing your thing, and the next day you're on a terrorist list as somebody right. that's dangerous to the country
4: right and again that's the whole issue where the secrecy comes into play as well because a lot of times you know these the, the do not file list was not even you know something that was public someone um until an organization was able to get it through the freedom of information act and um so a lot of these you know suspect lists are um you know, you know flight list, other categories in which you may find yourself, you may not even be aware that you're there until, you know, you try to take a flight or try to buy something, um, and, and, you know, you face all kinds of uh, horror.
2: Well, and, you know, let's talk about that from, you know, from, I guess, for me, one of the most obvious uh, places that get tap- gets tapped into, and that is our telephones. I know in the book you addressed the collection of telecommunication data by the NSA, And I wanted to talk about that for a little bit because I understand that uh, some telecommunications company uh, participated uh, in in the program and others did not. And I wanted to get your take on that.
4: Right, right. And that's something we're still seeing in the news. I mean, uh, the president was still pushing for immunity for the carriers that did participate. Um, but. You know, I, I have sympathy for businesses because I think they're really put between a rock and a hard place. Um, that you know, they, they, they made certain privacy commitments to their consumers and wish to honor those those commitments for the most part. Um, but then you know, Big Brother comes knocking on the door demanding information and what what you do doesn't look like a warrant that you're used to. Doesn't look like a legal document. Your legal counsel is not really clear as to what you should do. Um, so your choice, you, you know, your choices are complying with the government who's exerting a very heavy hand on you or maintaining your own privacy commitments to your users and I think it was Quest was the only company that, you know, kind of said, well this isn't, you know, a, a warrant and we're not providing that information. Um but you know, it, it it's it's very difficult I think for businesses to make that decision. And if you're a consumer, um there there's not much you can do except for try to follow things in in, in the aftermath and there was a number of lawsuits and it's still not fully resolved. Um but that's you know another issue um, that that people you know weren't aware of that all their calling information was was being shared with the government, um, you know, without any kind of belief that you did
2: something wrong. Yeah, and what we're talking about here when we're talking about calling information, and this was this what this is what I think becomes uh, makes people absolutely crazy and angry, angry, quite honestly is that when we're talking about calling information, it's, it's, it's not only just what's on your telephone bill or what kind of service you have. We're, aren't we talking about who are the people that you contact Yes. and how they are affected in, affected by all of this as well? Right, right. You know, when we look at this, and, and, the, and, and of course, the book that you wrote, The War on Privacy, uh, you and I were talking during break that you just finished the book and things change and there are new things to be aware of. Uh, And I wanted to ask you, Jackie, I mean, in the world that you live in, there are things that are showing up every day. How do you keep a sense of it, and how do you know what's important and what to make the public aware of?
4: Um, Yeah, it's it's definitely a moving target. Things are changing, you know, very rapidly, constantly. Um, There's a lot of reading, you know, just keeping up to date with um, the different developments um, nationally and internationally and at, at the state level as well. Um, and you know trying to digest that information and pull out pull apart what 's uh significant
2: you know i i I read this book, and there 's a lot of information there certainly is information that you share about what companies can do uh what businesses you, can, you know can do to make sure that their information is kept private uh, and that they're following certain regulations. Do you think? That companies truly can have a good handle on information that they have, I mean how do they how do they put the, let 's say how do they put their consumers at ease, so to speak, in providing that information yeah it it 's very difficult
4: given the massive amount of information that companies collect from a number of um, you know, different, different areas. Um, a lot of uh, my clients in the private sector will come to me and, you know, talk about a website privacy policy and that's important. Um, but that's only really one side of the spectrum. A lot of companies are collecting information, you know, through old ways such as the phone or, or, uh, mail. Um, they're collecting information about other business partners. Um, so it's not only the, the web driven traffic, um, that, that's an issue. Um, and then, you know, with respect to sharing it, um, you know, I think it's extraordinarily important that companies keep their consumers and customers aware of what they're doing with information. But they have to be realistic and honest about it. Um, several years ago when companies started producing privacy statements, they would say, we'll never share your information. We will keep it secure. Um, and, you know, blanket statements like that are just, they're not that useful for the consumers, and they're almost always false Um you know with respect to sharing mm. companies will often engage service providers or share information with their business partners and you know that should be disclosed because people need to be aware of it um and companies that do make those uh, broad statements that too tend to be false can face legal action
2: um oh well jackie let's take a short break when we come back we'll be talking more about uh this incredible book which is the war on privacy my special guest today and we're going to give you information about her website stay tuned we'll be right back with the dr pat show
0: Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
6: Tap into more of your brain potential. The exceptional HemiSync technology can help you achieve a focused, whole brain state. Refined with nearly 50 years of research and development, this patented audio guidance technology has been scientifically and clinically proven to be effective. Visit the Monroe Products website at hemi that's H-E-M-I-S-Y-N-C.com, or call 1-800-541-2488.
3: Revitalize your soul with Wayne Dyer, Robert Holden, Doreen Virtue, Marianne Williamson, Greg Brayton, and your other favorite Hay House authors on a day or weekend retreat in Las Vegas. It's the annual I Can Do It conference on June 26th through 29th at the Sands Expo, and it's packed with inspiring keynote lectures, interactive workshops, autograph sessions, exhibitors, and more than 35 best-selling authors. Tickets start at only $75. Call 800-654-5126 or visit icandoit.net.
2: Learn about symptom-free autism. Hidden beneath each symptom is the answer waiting to be discovered by the intuitive mind. Natural healer and medical intuitive William
5: Lewis is finding the answers. William isn't interested in cures, just the removal
2: of the symptoms which lead to the label or condition so the body can then readjust to a balanced state. William's son was his first long-term success. Call 508 2605 or visit autism-symptom-free
0: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.
2: Welcome back everyone. Welcome back to the show. I want to make sure that all of you know that you can listen to this, um this show again later on today. And, uh, I want to invite you to download this show, uh, as many times as you like. And we're going to be talking about that. If you also go to my website, you'll notice that we have over a thousand, uh, thousand of archived shows. And that's www.theDrPatShow.com. T-H-E-D-R. PatShow.com or just drpatshow.com. And we're going to be talking with Jackie uh, about this, my very special guest today, because if you go to my website, uh, you know, we have information and statements about privacy, but then we say you can download these radio shows, copy them, pass them along to as many people as you like. Now, Jackie, am I not giving out mixed messages there?
4: No, no, I don't think you are, but I think it's it's definitely um you know, a tendency uh, of some companies to to do to, to, um some mixed messaging and you know, you have to be very careful about what you say in one area and, and how you're um actually, you know, implementing that when dealing with uh, customers.
2: Well, you know, let's talk about this. But first, before we do, I would love to give out your website and let people know how they could get a copy of the book. Oh, sure. Um,
4: yeah, I have a. It's just my full name, Jacqueline Klosek. J A C Q U E L I N E K L O S E K dot com, um, and that will bring you to my main website. And from there, you can link to uh, information about the law firm I work and some of the articles I've produced recently, and, and information about the books as well.
2: Okay. So let's talk about websites for a minute. Um, You know, all of us have websites and we put up information about privacy and other things and don't copy this and copyright. You know, all of us have copyright information on our website. You have that on yours as well. What does that actually mean for people? We're copying stuff and passing stuff on day and night. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Um and I think, you know, with respect to the, this discussion about privacy and, and personal information, um you know, it's very important um in in the last few years there's been a a real real ups, upsurge in blogging. Um and, and blogging really, you know, people write comments, but they also include um clips and and pictures and uh, text from other websites. So um, it's something that you need to be aware of. If you're making it, and and people always look at social networking sites as, you know, the the villain villain or the prime example, but there's a number of areas where you may post information yourself online. and so I think you know individuals need to understand the difference between ordering something and giving you know credit card information address and, and such and posting blogging um participating in networking chatting um what have you online that you know that information that you do post for that to be publicly available will remain as such um even if you
2: try to delete it later on. You know Jackie there there is a lot of information that you've provided certainly you know, in the book War on Privacy, and that's what we're talking about today with Jackie. She is the author. Uh, I wanted to ask you, as I read through this book, I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of different things here that, you know, just had me stop and read them over and over and over again to just, to, to realize that they're true. What I wanted to ask you, if you could pick three of the most important things for citizens to know about, be aware of, or even take action about, what would they be?
4: Um, I would say the first is just to be aware that um, the government may be collecting information about you um, without your knowledge and through private industry. Um, you know, it's been most predominant in the area of uh, telecommunications, air travel, but there was also, you know, situations we wouldn't think of. Um, for example, the government had demanded all scuba shops to give information about who has a scuba license, um, you know, initially after September 11th for fear that people could be um, attacking boats or other ports through the water. Um... So just be aware that it's out there. When you're giving information, which is, you know, probably multiple times throughout the day, understand, you know, what the company may do with it. Ask them about their policies. Um, most companies will provide contact us icons, uh, email addresses, phone numbers that you can call and, and um, ask uh, any questions you may have. Um, you'll probably find that, you know, some companies are, are much more equipped than others, and you may stump people with the questions that you have, but, you know, it's your obligation and your your duty, really, to find out um, what their policies are and to determine whether, you're comfortable with them or not. Um, Secondly, I'd say, you know, you you do have a choice. Um, You know, one individual saying, well, I'm not using this company because they did share my information with the government or their privacy policies aren't as protective as I would like, you know, may not make that much of a difference, but if people are aware in groups and and can make these, um, you know, put the pressure on companies, they they will likely see a change. Um, And I guess the third point is that the technology is going to continue to develop, um, you know, this recent Microsoft patent, there's been a lot of talk about it, and there's a lot of um, comments on Microsoft that, you know, whether they're actually going to do anything with this or it's just, you know, protecting some um, fabulous invention that they've created. But, you know, that surprised me, and I, I've seen a lot in this area. So I think, you know, as we go forward, we will continue to be surprised about the way that technology can develop to further collect and expand, you know, what, what people can do with information that has been collected.
2: Well, I think that the, the last part that you talked about, the technology, I think for many people, so that's probably the the place where you stop and you think, uh, oh my gosh, I am totally losing control because there really is no limit to the kind of technology. First of all, that we've already developed, but since nine eleven, the emphasis to develop more of this what they call spyware right. technology has has shot through the roof. And, you know, the question comes to mind from your perspective, uh, it, it, do we really have rights in this area anymore?
4: yeah it's it's questionable it takes the law so long to catch up and you know and and part of me thinks that's that's a good thing because you don't want law i i don't think you know limiting what can be developed um because a lot of these applica- applications can be used for good or or for bad um RFID is one, one thing you know radio frequency ID um it's been used to track products and you know animals cattle for um agricultural purposes right. for a long time. And, you know, now there's applications for tracking kids at school. Okay, maybe it's great so you make sure that your young child is on campus and not, you know, being kidnapped or harmed, God forbid, in any way. But in other applications, it's been used by employers to keep track of their um, employees to make sure they're still at work and, you know, they're delivering products or doing what they're supposed to be doing and not off somewhere else. Um so I think you know the technology can be neutral. It's what we like to do with it, and how um, we control it through law and through our own pressure going forward.
2: Well, we already have that in the whole GPS system, correct? I mean, correct? You know, in our cell phones, if your cell phone is on, you, you know, folks pretty much can identify where you are, and 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 yet we don't really pay much attention to that at, yet, right? So, you know, Jackie, you know, this is, again, I want to mention to everyone, the book is The War on Privacy. It's lots of information. I want to thank you for joining us here today. And I wanted to ask you uh, for your personal message for our listeners today. Oh, firstly, thank you so much for having me. It was a a great, great pleasure to be on with you.
4: and, you know, my message to, to listeners is just, you know, I, I wouldn't say to be alarmed by, by anything that, you know, is perhaps new to you, but just take it as a lesson to to understand more about what you're um, sharing and, you know, what the policies are of the companies that are collecting the information from you.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. I mean, there's a lot of information. I certainly have learned a lot and, uh, and about many, many things, especially the differences between different countries, et cetera. And so thank you so much. Would you please give out your website again because this is a way for people to get information on the changes that are happening as well. Oh, thank you again. It's Jacqueline Klosek, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-K-L-O-S-E-K dot com. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today, and I hope that our listeners, there's something that you heard uh, out there that will make you more aware uh, and to pay more attention of what's going on. Uh, As Jackie indicated, lots of information on her website, and um, you'll be able to uh, also uh, get some articles, the most recent articles on changes that are happening there. Uh, and lots more, so lots of information, something to think about the the war on privacy, uh, as we talked about it today. the question that that I think each of us are asking around this issue is what is too much when when does a government when does a company when does an organization when does a citizen take this too far? when is information truly uh taken out into the environment into the internet into the world when is that information taking taking too far and so for many of us you know we look at what's going on if you look at the cover of Jackie's book you'll see that there the book is is, has some surveillance cameras on the cover and for many people that says it all thank you for joining us here today and we look forward to being right back here next week on the Dr. Pat show have a great week everyone
1: Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, Radio to the ride by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Tuesday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili.